0: I want to speak to you tonight on the subject hearing and doing, hearing and doing through these past several days. The word has come back to me time and time again, hearing, hearing, hearing. And so I went to the Knaves topical. I read all the verses about hearing in the Bible. I went to the concordance and went down through that and many verses jumped out at me. And so I I just kept reading about hearing, hearing. I said, Lord, what are you trying to say to me about hearing? And the more I read, the more I realized that God is trying to get across a truth to the church that is absolutely essential. Many people today are going to church like they go to a cafeteria. How many of you know how people go to a cafeteria? You see 20 salads there. And you'll go on and they'll say, would you like, no, not that, no, not that. I'll go all the way through, no, 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 and I'm clear past it. And finally I say, well, I guess I don't need any of that. I have a hard time making those decisions. And that's the way people come to church many times. They will say, this is the word of God in its totality. But when the truth of God's word begins to hit in areas where it hurts, people begin to pick and choose and say, well, I'll believe this, but I won't believe that. I'll take this, but I won't take that. Now, if we really hear the word of God, it means that we do the word of God. And if we believe the word of God is true at all, then it is always true. If it is not true, then it's never true. If it is true, it's always true. You know, that's true. And if it's all true all the time, then it's always got to be listened to. And it's always got to be acted upon in obedience to the word of God. It's not enough just to hear. God says that there are some people that don't hear. But those that hear, he said, if you're true hearers, you're doers of the word of God. And if you're true to the word of God and know that it's inspired, that it'll stand even when everything else passes away, then you'll know that there's no cost too heavy and too much to obey the word of God. It's impossible to pay too much of a price to do what the word of God says. Turn with me to Ezekiel, the 33rd chapter. It's an interesting thing. Ezekiel went through what many modern day preachers go through. He had people that would come and really enjoy going to church. They really enjoyed coming. They said, Oh, the prophet's coming in town. Let's go hear what the latest is about what God's saying. Ezekiel 33, verses 30 through 33. God keeps reminding Ezekiel just exactly what he is that God is everything and that we're just vessels. Son of Dust, what a name. (laughs) How'd you like to have that laid on you by the Lord? Son of Dust, your people are whispering behind your back. Hmm. They talk about you in their houses and whisper about you at the doors, saying, Come on, let's have some fun. Let's go hear him tell us what the Lord is saying. So they come as though they are sincere and sit before you listening, but they have no intention of doing what I tell them to. Isn't that something? I want you to know something that God knows whether you and I intend to do what he says or not. He knows what's in your heart and my heart when we come to a cafeteria church experience and sit there and say, well, I'd like to hear this fellow preach. I'd like to hear what he has to say, but that doesn't mean I'm going to have to do everything he says. But they have no intention of doing what I tell them to. They talk very sweetly about loving the Lord, but with their hearts, they're loving their money. You're very entertaining to them, like someone who sings lovely songs with a beautiful voice or plays well on an instrument. They hear what you say, but don't pay any attention to it. But, and here's the verse, but when all these terrible things happen to them, as they will, then they will know a prophet has been among them. Isn't that devastating? He said, now they'll they'll come to church and they'll listen to what you have to say, They won't necessarily agree with everything you say. They'll say, well, we'll take this and we'll take that. But he says all these things are going to happen. He says this is going to happen to us. But uh, we don't necessarily really believe that. But let's go back and listen to some more of what he says. And that 33rd verse. And when this cometh to pass, lo, it will come. Then shall they know that a prophet has been among them. And I believe that churches are filled today with men and women who come to church. Listening to everything the preacher has to say. But taking only what they want to take. And leaving what they don't want to take. Receiving those things that are easy to live with and walk with. But refusing those things that are hard. I want to talk about hearing first of all. Who should hear? In the book of Revelation. The second chapter in the seventh verse. And over and over again in the scriptures actually. But this in particular verse where John was writing down what Jesus Christ wrote to the church. He said, let he that hath an ear. Now, he's not talking about these. You know that, don't you? He's not talking about these. He's talking about those that have an ear to hear what God has to say. Now, I have two ears, but I'll tell you, you can just listen to anything you want to with this. You can have people dump garbage in this side and slop in this side and whatever you want to receive the things you want to hear in this side. But God says, he who hath an ear to hear what I'm saying, let him hear what the Spirit saith." Now let me say something to you about this. When I preach the Word of God, for example, I don't care whether you hear what I say, but by God's help, I hope you hear what God says. You eliminate everything that I put in the periphery, but if it's what God's Word says, I hope that you have an ear to hear, and not just hear, but to do what God's Word says hope you can tell this is on my heart whose letters did they hear there in the book of revelation when these letters came from the isle of patmos and were sent out to the churches whose letter did they receive john's wasn't it john was a secretary he was a dictation secretary wasn't he The scripture tells me in Revelation one that John was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And all of a sudden Jesus Christ appeared unto him and said, now write these letters to the seven churches. John says, go ahead, sir. He starts writing. Now there's a truth for us to understand here that when God gives a message to a man, it's God speaking to his people. How many of you know that's true? And if God's speaking, we better have an ear to hear you know something that the church of ephesus when god says to them remember from where you've fallen repent and return to where you were they didn't and that church today does not exist he said if you don't i'm going to come and take the candlelight out of your midst i'm going to take the light away i'm going to let you walk in darkness if you don't respond if you don't do what i tell you to, you're doing some great things but you have to repent you've lost your first love now do it they said oh that's just from john he's that crazy old guy that's out there on the island we don't have to listen to him What did he say here? And when this cometh to pass, lo, it will come. Then shall they know that a prophet has been amongst them. He said, if you don't do it, God's going to take your light away. Oh, that's just John. Before long they said, our light's gone. We're finished. That was God speaking to us through John back there. God judged them. The next thing, what does it mean to hear? First of all, who should hear? Second, what does it mean to hear? Will you turn with me to Matthew, the 18th chapter? Verses 15 through 17. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. And if he shall what? Hear thee. There's that word hear again. By the word in the Greek, akuo. This particular word in the Greek in this verse is para-akuo. Para-akuo. The word meaning to hear is a word. What word do we get out of it for our English word today? Acoustics. Being able to hear. And that's the word here. Akuo or parakuo here. It said, and if he will hear thee. What does it mean if he hears you? Now, if you walk up in front of somebody and say, hey, I've got something to share with you. You've offended me in such and such a way. He hears you, doesn't he? Does that word just mean hear? That's a little bit different, isn't it? And if he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. In other words, two or three of you stand around and you all say it at the same time so it gets loud enough so that if he hadn't heard you first time, you'll... is that what it means? No, it means you bring a little more pressure to bear on him. Look, now I'm really serious about this. I want this thing settled. Now I've brought these brethren along and I've told them what the circumstances are and I'm sharing these same circumstances with you and there needs to be a change in your life. That's what he means. He means you hear to the place where you act on it. If he just won't accept it at all. If he refuses truth and disregards it. And says look I'm not interested in what you have to say. Forget it. When you've gone to him first time. And then you bring two more with you. He shall neglect to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he neglect to hear, if he refuses to obey and won't accept what the church has to say, let him be unto thee as an heathen and a publican. What does it mean to hear? It means not only to receive sounds into your ears, but to get them down into your heart and to receive them and to act upon them, to respond to them. Now, when I said at the very first that we need to hear what God is saying... It doesn't mean that we can take a tape home and say, listen to what the preacher said. It means that when God speaks it to us, it becomes life to us. And we receive it and put it down into our spirits. And it changes our lives and we act differently. Based upon the truth of God's word. Now Jesus said that doers are hearers. There's no other way to describe it. Doers are hearers. Do we hear what God says? If we hear what God says, we do what He says. Matthew, the seventh chapter. Matthew 7, beginning with verse 12. Therefore all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you. Now, wait a minute. We've got to go back there. What's that first word? Therefore, He said a lot of things before, so you've got to find out what it's there for. For he starts off by talking about the the light in the eye, not to lay up treasures in heaven, judge not that you be not judged, ask and it shall be given unto you. And if you really learn how to pray, you'll get answers to your prayer and God will give good things to them that ask him and so forth. Therefore, all things whatsoever that you would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them, for this is the law and prophets. So he said, if you want men to give to you, you give to them. If you want men to love you, you love them. And then he goes on very quickly and says, there's a gate that we have to be concerned about. Enter ye in at the straight gate. And if you haven't written it in there, it means purposely built up gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be that go, which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. But few there be that find it. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing. But inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth forth not good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. In other words, if people are bringing in bad fruit, don't expect them to go to heaven. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them, not every one. Oh, I would to God that I could put this in neon lights. For the church today, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that, what, heareth the will of my Father, which isn't, what? Mark that word. It doesn't say believeth. It doesn't say heareth. It says everyone that doeth. The will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name have cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works and I could say and in thy name spoken in tongues and in thy name jumped and danced before the Lord and, and I had words of knowledge and words of wisdom and all these good things. Haven't we done all those things? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me ye that work iniquity. Therefore whosoever heareth these sayings of mine... I will liken him unto a wise man. Is that what it says? Mark it there. Mark it. Whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them. If we don't do them, he says that doesn't mean a thing. Hearing is doing. I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house. And it fell not for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and Doeth them what? Nah. There's the difference. Both hear it. One does it and one doesn't do it, and that's the difference between the two. They both build a house, both of them had the rain hit the house, and the end result was one fell and one didn't fall, and the difference was that one heard and one did, and the other one heard and he didn't. You see? It isn't in the hearing, it's in the doing shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. And it came to pass when Jesus ended these sayings, the people were exceedingly and abundantly flattened out. That's what it means. Astonished. Exceedingly and abundantly flattened out. You've got to be kidding. Why, we've memorized the whole Pentateuch, Jesus. Not Impressed. Well, I want you to know that we tithe down to the mint and cumin. Doesn't mean a thing. There are more necessary things. Obey what I tell you to do. Do what I told you to do. Don't just believe it. Don't just memorize it. Do it. You say, Don't commit adultery. Do you commit adultery? You say, Don't steal. Do you steal? You say, Don't commit murder? Do you commit murder? Do you hate your brother? If you do, you're a murderer. Be a doer of the word. They're astonished at his doctrine, for he taught as one having authority and not as one of the scribes, exceeding and abundantly flattened out. Turn over to the 13th chapter. 13, beginning with verse 14. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, By hearing ye shall hear and not understand, and seeing ye shall see and not perceive. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. It didn't say were closed. They have closed them. They've just closed their eyes to it lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them. Believe me, I've been in the ministry long enough to see people in some areas of my preaching that will just go, "Mm," close their eyes tightly. Almost, they won't do it to their physical, but they're almost going, "Mm, I won't listen to that. I won't hear that. I've told you before of people that have sat in this church and when I speak on a certain subject, they just literally "Mm, jerk. They'd turn to some verse and try to read very hard to, to get rid of what I was saying. Turn me off. Verse 16, But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you, that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye have not seen them, and to hear those things which ye hear, and have not heard them. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, and understandeth it not... Then cometh the wicked one, and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received the seed by the wayside. But he that receiveth the seed into stony places, the same as he that heareth the word, and anon with joy receiveth it. Now it did not say yet that he doeth it, did it? He heard it, and he receiveth it. It did not say he did it. Do you notice that? It says he he received it, gladly received it, Yet hath he not root in himself, but dureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution ariseth, because of the word, by and by he is offended. I want you to know this is one of the most prevalent things in the church today. I see people, I have down through the years of my ministry, that'll time and time again receive the word and receive the word and receive the word until suddenly it costs them something to stand on what God's word is. God said it, it's going to cost me something, I'm going to stand, I don't care. Instead, when they'll say, oh, yes, that's what the Word of God says. Absolutely, that's what the Word of God says. You know, I've had people time and time again in in situations, family situations, so forth, that have said, this is what the Word of God says. I know of a a man one time that that believed that a man could be saved and lost. He got involved in uh, an illicit relationship with a secretary and was put out of the ministry, started going to another church, and what do you think he started preaching? I'm saved for eternity. Nothing can cause me to be lost now. See, I, nothing can shake me loose now. But why did he need that? Because of his moral situation, he had to find something he could root himself in and say, it doesn't make a difference. I can die in the arms of a harlot and go to heaven. He changed his theology because the pressures of life made him change it. And I want you to know, time and time again, I see people who will be offended by the word of God because it's going to cost them something and the pressure comes up and they'll back off from what the word says. Don't do it. Don't do it or it will end up just exactly as Ezekiel said back there. They'll know there's a prophet in their midst. If you know God's Word is true at any cost, stand for what God's Word says. Yet hath he not rooted himself, but doeth for a while when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the Word, by and by he is offended. He also that received the seed among the thorns, is he that heareth the Word in the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, choke the Word, and he becometh unfruitful. Why? Because he's not willing to be a doer of the Word And instead lets the world overwhelm the truth of God's word. And put it out. But he that receiveth seed into the good ground. Is he that heareth the word of God. And understandeth it. Which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth. Some an hundredfold some sixtyfold. He does what the word of God says. Is what he's saying. Romans 2. Romans the second chapter. Verse 13. For not. The hearers of the law are just before God. But the what? Doers of the law shall be justified. James chapter 1. James chapter 1. God's not nearly as impressed with what you and I believe as much as He is with what we do about what we believe. James 1 verse 19, first of all. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, Slow to wrath, be swift to hear. And that hearing, as you go on in James, you'll find out it's talking about doing. Verse 22 But be ye hearers of the word, oh, doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. So in answer, Jesus said doers are hearers. Over and over again the scripture says he's not impressed with just hearing but doing the word of God. What is the danger of hearing but not doing the Word of God. The Scripture tells us there back in Matthew 13, we don't have to turn to it, but it said that when we hear the Word of God, and by understanding it means grasping it, holding on to it, and making it a part of us, that Satan will come and snatch that truth away from us. I know, for example, a young man down in Orlando. And it was a tremendous price for him because in the area of marriage, divorce, and remarriage some years ago, three and a half years or four years ago now, he called me and he heard about the tapes. He wanted some and began to pass them out because his wife left him with his two daughters. And he started living alone in Orlando and didn't know what to do. The church he was attending said, get into the young uh, singles, get involved in them because there's other Christian girls around. He heard the tapes and he said, I can't do that. That, that, that really hurt." It hurts me to think that they want me to go out and get remarried when God's word said absolutely not And I hadn't seen him for several months and he called me up. He said brother Webb," He said listen, I've got to talk to you again I gave those tapes away and didn't get them back and he said, you know what because those tapes have not been here I've not been able to get back into the word and study this thing again And all these other people are coming to me with all these other different arguments. He said satan is snatching that truth from my spirit He's getting it away from me I've got to get back into the word and know what the word of god says on that thing So I got him some more tapes and I was talking to him sometimes later. He said, you know, three or four times since I first got those tapes because I didn't stay in the word. I not only heard the word, but I needed to get it down into my spirit and know that I know that I know what the word of God says. And he says, Satan came and tried to take that thing away from me time and time again. But he said, it's there now. He can't get it anymore. He says, it's there. It's in my spirit now. And that's exactly what the scripture says can happen. And I'll tell you, there are others that I have heard from in these past three or four years that have received and heard this truth and they've had friends and they've had relatives, ones that have come to the church and have left even. When they would leave, they'd say, well, I I can't argue with it. I can't find any scriptures to say it's wrong, but I just believe Brother Webb's missed something in the scriptures. What did I miss? Well, I don't know, but there's just got to be something that you miss. There's got to be. I said, well, if I missed it, it's got to be there. Tell me what I missed. Well, I just can't find it. But I just know that God can't possibly mean that. Why not? That really will cost me if that's what it means. That's right. That's right. It'll cost you. It's cost a lot of people today. It's cost a lot of people today. Because the word of God is like a sword. It's going to sever And if we're going to be hearers of the word, that's one thing. If we're going to be doers of the word, that's something else. If we're going to say, well, I'll take this, but I won't take that. We better make sure that it's grounded in the word of God. And if we're doers of the word, there are going to be people offended and people that are going to leave. Some people are going to say, I can't even fellowship with you if you believe that. That's your problem. I believe what God's word says. Now show me if I'm wrong in the word of God. Don't bring to me an emotional experience. I won't listen to it. Don't tell me I'm being hard-hearted. I'm being scriptural. Tell me what Paul meant. And I'm going to say that after four years of preaching. I don't apologize for it anymore at all. That's what God's Word says. And the Word says in the last day that men are not going to want to listen to what God's Word says. So what are they going to do? They're going to start listening to man's misguided ideas because they don't want the Word of God to cost them anything. Well, I'm going to tell you something. If you're going to be obedient to God's Word, it's going to cost you everything. He said when the Word gets down that there are going to be houses that are going to separate. I didn't say that. Jesus said it. It's going to cost something. Just make sure that that division comes because of the Word of God and not because you've been unfaithful to the Word of God. A truly born-again Christian knows that nothing is His. It's all the Lord. Second thing worldliness Demas, Paul said, hath forsaken me having loved this present world I have seen time and time again families come into churches and get all excited about the things of God and before long they'll get a boyfriend or a girlfriend or some neighbors that want to go camping every weekend or something that happens and they get pulled away from the church and before long they get out there and get fun, have fun like one fellow said recently, boy preacher some people think that sin isn't fun and sin is fun I said, it's fun, but there's a price to pay for that fun and it doesn't bring joy. But some people will get drawn away with the things of the world. Demoth have forsaken me, having loved this present world. And the third thing is fear of opposition. Luke, the 20th chapter. You've got to look at this again with me. Remember when the men came to Jesus, the scribes, starting with verse 1, came to pass that on one of those days as he taught the people in the temple and preached the gospel, the chief priests... And the scribes came upon him with the elders and spake unto him, saying, Tell us by what authority doest thou these things, or who is he that gave thee this authority? And he answered and said unto them, I will also ask you one thing and answer me the baptism of John, was it from heaven or of men? And they reasoned with themselves. They reasoned with themselves, saying, If we shall say from heaven, he will say, Why then believed ye not him? Why didn't you believe him then if it's from heaven? We don't dare say that Boy, That really gets in trouble But if we say of men All the people will stone us For they be persuaded that John was a prophet And they answered that they could not tell whence it was Jesus said unto them Neither can I tell you by what authority I do these things That's another reason why some people Are not willing to hear and become doers of the word of God They're afraid what other people are going to say And what other people are going to think If we, if we, if we give our lives to Jesus Just think of all the friends we're going to lose Think of the popularity we're going to lose Think of the cost that's going to come to us. You don't know cost until you know the cost that Jesus paid for our salvation. But that keeps a lot of people away from hearing and becoming doers of the word of God. And fourth, hear this please. One of the fourth reasons many people are not doers of the word and can't therefore can't really hear the word of God is because of demonic activity in their lives. And I believe that with all my heart. Because of demonic activity in their lives. I have ministered to people who have told me that in all the years they had been, as best they knew how, the Christian that God wanted them to be, they could never enjoy listening to a message. All the time they're listening to a message, voices would say, don't listen to that, that's not truth. This is a lie, there's got to be something, there's, you know, there's a shade there, no you can't. And these voices are going on all the time while they're preaching. We've ministered to people who have told us that when we began to read the Word of God, they would go deaf, they couldn't hear anything in the church at all. When we'd hold the Word of God in front of them and say, here, read this, they couldn't see the words on the page demonic activity there's some people that, when they come to church are just constantly their minds are in a turmoil they're resisting truth they're resisting a person they're resisting something and consequently they can't be hearers and doers of the word of God now I've known people that have been in that kind of turmoil and after they have been set free ministered to in deliverance all of a sudden all the barriers and all the hindrances are broken loose and they can be hearers and doers of the word of God so I just want you to Know that that's a possibility also. And then, warning not to lose the truth received. Hebrews, the second chapter. Hebrews, chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. Hebrews 2, verses 1 through 3. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things that we have heard, lest at any time we should drift away from them or let them slip. What does it mean, give the more earnest heed? Apply yourself to that truth. Search out that truth. Get that truth down in your spirit. Read everything you can find on that truth. Develop that truth. Study to show yourselves approved unto God. He said you really need to do that. We Christians ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. Lest at any time we should let them slip or drift away from them. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast. And every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward. Now that word disobedience, by the way, means unwillingness to hear. If that received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard Him? That word neglect, how shall we escape if we neglect, means if we are indifferent to the message that we hear from God's Word. So God says it's very, very important That we hear God's word. And if we aren't listening to it now. We should remember the time when we did. Repent and get back to then. And begin to return to doing the things that God told us to do before. So don't let truth get away from you. If you and I are going to be hearers of the word. It will become evident because we are doers of the word. And when we're doers of the word. Mark it down. Jesus said the world is going to hate you. If they hated me they are going to hate you but brother Webb I'm not a fighter I'm a lover I would like to get along with everybody that's great but you can't do it if you stand on the word and let the word of God become the controlling factor in your life because the world hates the truth you become death to them you're alive and they're dead and when they see truth they react to it violently they may even think that they're Christians I mean they do all those good things But if it isn't consistent with the Word of God, you know it's very, very difficult, but it's absolutely necessary to say, I know what you may think. I mean, I don't mean go around and grab somebody by the neck and say, hey, I want to tell you, you may think you're a Christian, but you're going to hell. You don't do that, no. But when somebody comes and you're ministering to them and you love them, you love them and you love them, to where they finally say, there's something about you and I don't know what it is, can you help me to know how to have the joy that you have? That's wide open. Say Jesus said to have that joy. This, this, this and this has to take place. First of all you repent of your past. You commit your life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And you become a doer of His word every day. Now they say well I've done that. Well how about let's just go through here. Here's a verse over here in 1 Corinthians that says. If you want to know if you're going to heaven. Here's a verse that says those that won't go to heaven. Now these things in your life. Have you really repented of them and put them away? You're married now so you're not committing fornication anymore. Are you an idolater? Do you still bow down to idols? Do you still worship your money? Do you worship possessions? You've got to repent of that. Adultery? Are you still living with your first living wife? If not, you're living in adultery, God's Word says. How about, are you involved in any kind of unnatural relationships? God says you've got to repent of those things. That type of person will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Repent means turn away from it, put it away from yourself, and walk in the light. It's just as natural. They'll say, well, no, wait a minute. My pastor said, well... I'm sorry, you, you asked me what I, why I was different, why I believed what I believed. I'm just showing you what the Word says. It doesn't make a difference what your preacher or my preacher says. What does the Word say? And may I, may I tell you something? Don't take what I'm saying. Take what the Word says again. I'm telling you that. If you don't believe or understand what the Word says in some areas, if I've preached on it, go read it, analyze it, dissect it, bisect it, do everything you have to do to it, and you still don't see it, call me up and say brother Webb I've got to have some help I've got some problems here and some questions I'll come over and sit down with you and we'll go through it again maybe you'll find that thing I've missed in four years I don't know how many pastors and teachers in fact recently I called a man who is one of the head counselors for one of the largest evangelistic associations in the country he has taken the sets of tapes sat in a group meeting with all the counselors of that evangelistic association and has played these tapes and said now analyze these and come back and show us let's write down the problems with it and where it's not scripture called him just about three or four weeks ago I said what's the result he said they can't find anything wrong with it can't find these scriptures that are wrong but they said boy it's hard let well, me to tell you something that message is coming forth it's coming forth it's one of those things that God is going to use in these last days if he's going to have a church without spot and without blemish But I'm a doer of the word. I believe it. And so I say it. I agree with God. My words have to agree with what God says. And if they agree with what God says. Then he's going to bless it. And even if people reject it. There's going to come a day. When they're going to know there was a prophet in their midst. Because it's what God's word says. God help us to be doers of the word. I don't know about you. But I find it exciting to be a doer of the word. Not always pleasant. But exciting. Father in Jesus name confirm your word to our spirits tonight we just bind satan over this building in the name of jesus and i come against all the lying deceiving spirits the spirits of fear in the name of jesus i command them away from this body satan you're not going to play games with us in jesus name i command you to loose the members of this body i plead the blood of christ over us father and i just claim that truth is going to prevail in our hearts that at any cost, whatever it might be, we're going to be willing to walk out the truth of God's Word and knowing that when we obey God's Word, that He says He will honor us and bring out the very best results. And we're thanking You ahead of time for that in Jesus' name. Amen.